Three, two, one, go. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to the HC Conversations podcast or YouTube video, however you're consuming this content. It is Monday, January the 11th when we're recording this. I don't know when it is that you're watching it, but thanks for tuning in today. How you doing, Paul? Doing all right. Yeah. Pretty good. That's good. Mm-hmm. It's good to hear. How are you doing, Phil? I'm fantastic. Are you? Yeah. How much sleep did you get last night? Not very much. I... <laughs> But I actually feel good. That's the weird thing. So I, I, I went to bed at like 10 o'clock, couldn't fall asleep. It was probably after 11 by the time I fell asleep. And I woke up around probably 2.45-ish because our little girl was awake and Christy went in with her. And I just tossed and turned and could not fall back asleep until 4 o'clock when I decided that's it. I'm just getting up. <laughs> and so... <laughs> I got up at four and I made some scrambled eggs, brewed some coffee, read my Bible. <laughs> um, yeah. And then by about five, I'm like, well, I might as well get some work done. So I sent some emails, edited the sermon video from yesterday, uploaded that to YouTube and the website. By that time, it was like almost six. So I took my pre-workout and worked out. And <laughs> I had a full day's work in before I even came into work, man. <laughs> But I'm feeling fine right now. You know, probably about two o'clock this afternoon. I'm gonna crash hard. Mm. But mm-hmm. right now I'm good. Good. I'm good. How are you doing? Doing pretty good. What's going on with you? I slept great last night. Did you? Yeah. That's awesome. Not a whole lot going on with me. Um, I interviewed my grandpa for several hours on Saturday, um, just for the sake of family history. And, That's fun. Uh, yeah, to have like those stories and memories for my kids and kids and generations and their children and their children and their children and their children easy carry job um yeah so that was fun my grandpa survived covid and he is 90 he was in nursing home for two months and is back home now your grandpa's just that kind of guy though yeah he's just like never really had any health problems just he knows how uh, strong independent still prior like, to covid he knew how to fall yeah it's like you know going over to his house he walks around the yard and you just see him fall down, and Grandpa can help you up. No, I can get back up. He just, I don't know, wow. like little kids know how to fall and then <laughs> get back up. Sometimes they scream though. <laughs> if that was me, I yeah, I would probably be. I know eight. I fall down now, and I'm like, oh, uh-uh, I ain't getting up. So did you do an audio recording or video recording? Uh, video recording. Okay, so very nice. Yeah, like, that was fun. Yeah, my mom helped because she knew what questions to ask and. Oh, tell them about, you know, this story and things like that. So nice. Did you have like a little set? Did you do a little set? No, he was just sitting in his chair in the oh. living room. So yeah, you do like a little set, set, little news interview. Light I'm Paul coming, Snyder. Light coming in the window. Um, so nice minutes. natural lighting. But yeah, so that was fun. That was fun. It was cool. Um, how about them browns? Yeah. Jesus must have been wearing his brown and orange last night. You channeling your great aunt in law? Did I get that right? Yeah, my wife's great aunt. <laughs> she says that all the time when the Browns win. Oh, God love her. Yeah, that's she, something she says too. God love you. God love you. God love you. Um, <laughs> I was shocked. I mean, I'm not a football fan at all, but I am. Yeah. I know you are. I am. I'm a Steelers, Steelers fan, fan, actually. I watched like the first little bit of it, and I'm like, I'm done because. Pittsburgh didn't show up to play. I mean, kudos to the Browns. They're, they're a good team this year. But I'm like, that was less about the Browns winning and more about Pittsburgh just sucking. <laughs> <laughs> like the first play of the game, they snapped it over 
the quarterback's head into the end zone for a touchdown. I'm like, okay. Right. So this is how it's going to go. This is how it's going to go. <laughs> All right. Um, and they have a tendency of doing that, actually, just playing really, really bad and then realizing, oh, crap, we can't do that. But by that point, it's too late. So, right. Yeah. So I was shocked whenever I got up this morning because I did not stay up to watch. I know. like To know that, like, that they actually kept their lead the entire game. <laughs> yeah. Well, apparently it got it got iffy from what I understood from social media, like going back to the feed of like Browns fans, like, oh, no, it's happening. Like, um because uh, again, apparently Pittsburgh woke up in the second half, but it was too late by then. But like that's that's not why I was awake. That's the crazy thing. People are like, "Oh, did you lose sleep because you were watching the game?" No, I don't watch. <laughs> I don't watch night games as a general rule. I'm like, dude, when games don't start till eight o'clock, I go to bed at like nine, or I tried mm-hmm. to, not last night, obviously. But <sighs> kids these days staying up late, yeah, watching their football, and I don't know. I've never been. I've never been a night person, like ever. I mean, I remember being younger and like had friends over and they'd stay up to like three, two or three in the morning. And I'm like 10, 11. I'm like, I'm going to bed. A lot of times I had to work the next day. Like if I had to go mow some lawns or something, I'm like, I'm going to bed. Right. I'd get up. I get up and go mow and I come back and they're still sleeping. Lazy. <sighs> kids these days. Not even kids these days, dude. That was 15 <laughs> years ago. Holy cow. We're old. Uh, uh, all right. Well, enough so, chit chat. Yeah. So stuff happened this week. Stuff did happen this week. The uh, or last capital. week, technically, I guess. Yeah, last this past okay. week. Hopefully, we're not predicting that stuff <laughs> stuff happens this week. No, we can't. I mean, anymore. if you read, I'm not that I'm on parlor, but from oh, reports that I'm apparently seeing, nobody is now. <laughs> Touche. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Uh, you know, they were planning or are planning more. This is just the beginning. Yeah, but we're not actually That's going scary. to talk about that. No, um, we're not. Because we've already said all that we want to say. Actually, Phil said it in his message yesterday. So go ahead, check that out, and check that out. Or we've kind of we've kind of touched on similar themes on this podcast throughout Since this past year. Day one, I and mean, we started with conspiracy theories. We, yeah, we talked about conspiracy <laughs> all the theories way back in May. and Christian nationalism and all this stuff and idols and all. And it's like, hey, I think we end almost every podcast basically just with follow Jesus, like. If you're a Christian, that is. And if you're not, like we, we want this to be a place where it's like where maybe we can clear away some of the clutter and say, hey, all that stuff, that ain't Jesus. But yeah, there's nothing else to say that we haven't already said or that wasn't said yesterday. Right. Um y- you know, we don't want to, as they say, beat a dead horse. Mm-hmm. Which where did that like colloquialism, is that what that's called? Yeah. Man, my I have vo- no idea. My vocab's on point. Like, where did that phrase come from? Do pe- is that something people do? They beat a dead horse? Maybe. I mean, is it like related to like a, a horse that we working or racing or something that's like it's not doing what you want it to do, so you're beating it? And it's like, well, that's pointless. I don't understand. We'll have to look into that. Yeah. My, uh, my equine knowledge is not up to snuff. The only, re- the only reason I know that stuff dealing with horses is called equine, equine. is because of the two years I spent at ATI and they had an equine program. <laughs> I was like, oh, that's horses. Cool. <laughs> uh, uh, all right. Yeah, we're not, so, so we're not we're talking. Not talking about, we're not beating a dead horse. We're not talking we're about not talking what happened about at that. the Capitol. Um, we've already touched on that. But the, the problem is then when we were trying to figure out what to talk about today on the podcast, that is all that's dominating the news right now. Right. Like that, like what happened at the Capitol and then like the fallout of it, of um, there's going to be impeachment hearings, it sounds like. There's... Uh, um, people like 
like GOP members that have denounced it and have distanced themselves. Like those are news stories. There's, I mean, like everything is revolving around that. And it's like, well, we don't want to talk about that because I'm just kind of sick of it. Yeah. And we've already said that. So this is our way of telling you that we have nothing to talk about today. <laughs> I mean, we've got a little bit, but we've got a little bit. And here's, here's the challenge that we face every Monday when we come in, we're like, what are we going to talk about? Well, what's in the news? And sometimes there's some good stuff and sometimes there's just, there's just not, not. There's just so this is where on. we need your help. Um, we need your questions. We do. We've asked a couple of times, but it's not just a courtesy that we're asking. Like we're, we're really saying we can't survive without them. <laughs> we actually do want your questions because that's going to help us to, to know what to talk about on the podcast and mm-hmm. stuff that interests you and not just stuff that's in the news. I mean, yeah, there's always stuff in the news, but sometimes it's like, like this week, it's like, yeah, we're done talking. About and I that. don't always want to talk about stuff that's in the news because I don't want to be like depressing all the time. I mean, because usually, let's face it, what's in the news isn't is usually not good. Right. <laughs> like, I don't want to talk about bad news every hey, week. I, I mean, this is a fun thing. So the BBC had a story about a pygmy possum that was discovered for the first time since the Australian bushfires. That's good news, right? It's this cute I little guess, possum. It's like I guess that's smaller than my thumb. It's it's, it's good, full grown. It's good news, but like, what does it do? I have no what idea. What do are, what do possums do? Well, in other than die <laughs> like on the road, that's usually I mean. so. There's a funny meme. Their shirts being made because my boss showed me that uh, has a possum, and it says, "Let's eat trash and get hit by a car." <laughs> Like, exactly. <laughs> so, like, is it good news that there's a pygmy possum? So, possums are actually kind of like part of the the cleanup crew in the ecosystem. Uh, the sanit- nature the sanitation, sanitation and crew. They also um, eat a lot of ticks. Oh, yeah. And so they they can help to you know combat. So, in other words, ticks, like Lyme disease, all those. In other, other words, when you're diseases. driving down the road at night and you see a possum, you should not try to hit it. No, because I know swerve. sometimes people are like, "Hey, try to," but it's like, "Hey, we need that to because we have like we have a major tick problem." It seems like lately that's what I hear like every summer, like, hey, look out for ticks. And a lot of that's related to climate change, but that's a conversation for another day. That's a different podcast. If you want us to talk about that from a Christian perspective, tell us, because we're not going to unless you tell us to. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, the possum, I mean, that was fun, good news. But, yeah, most of the time the news isn't very It's not good, so we don't want to talk about depressing. that all the time. And sometimes we need to, like, because, again, like, our... If you're a follower of Jesus, our faith interacts and intersects with real life. I think that's part of the problem a lot of times with Christians and and like in just in general. It's like we have our little faith category and it's completely detached from real life. So we do need to do that, but we don't want to just talk about the news all the time because there's other things in life that are important that aren't in the news. Right. When we started this podcast, that was kind of the heart behind it too. It's like this was supposed to be conversational. We wanted to have a conversation. We wanted to have a platform where we could, that was different than Sunday morning sermons, um, where we could engage with people who uh, are part of our church that had different questions and wrestling through stuff, working with stuff, but also people um, who aren't a part of our church, maybe aren't a part of like the Christian faith that either have questions about Christianity, have criticisms, like bring it on. Like I would, I would love to talk about that stuff, um, questions and criticisms, and so stuff about faith or the Bible or... Um, how that intersects with current events, but then we'd be happy to talk about stuff that isn't related to that. If you have, you know, questions about sourdough, I mean, Paul is way into 
you know, bacon with sourdough. If you have questions about smoking meat, like we both like doing that. I've uh, I've got four smokers now. <laughs> you got a problem? I do. I do. I've got yeah. I've got that's I've got an issue. I want to build more because they're fun. But <laughs> like you want questions about that? I don't know. I mean, whatever you want to talk about. Um. But yeah, that's just that. That's kind. Of, this is the basically the podcast episode today. It's us rambling for a little bit, um, and asking for your help. Right. Because we do need your help. We do. We do. All right. So, moving on. Let's move on. Um, last night, I received, or Phil and I actually both received a Facebook message from a podcast listener. And uh, hey, oh, shout out. You know who you are. Yep. And, uh, you know, there was a, a post that she had seen a, a Christian um, share on social media. And I hadn't seen it. And there's a screenshot of it. And my immediate reaction was one of anger. Um, mm-hmm. And. And then I got to thinking about it. I'm like, that's not right. You know, we can get angry at Christian nationalists. And I think part of us should, but it shouldn't just stop there. Mm-hmm. I think our anger should lead us to wanting to offer for forgiveness. Because I was thinking about this individual and churches and Christians like this person. And how they were taught to follow Jesus. Yeah. You know, they were taught that following Jesus meant being very political um, in a church, that it meant voting for the right candidates, that it meant engaging in, in culture, culture wars, war. that that's what it meant to follow Jesus. They never heard that there was a different and better way to follow Jesus. And so for them, this is what's right. They don't know that there's a different yeah. way. And hey, that's a lot, that's what we experienced a lot. Oh, yeah. of, like, that's how kind Up of until we were taught to follow probably Jesus. Probably seven or eight years ago. I mean, And it was a long process to right. get to this point so it's kind of understanding that of like hey this was a process for us and i'm, I'm <laughs> thankful that we've come through that process but to offer other people some of that grace too to let yeah. them know, like hey yeah yeah so we should shouldn't just stop at anger because <laughs> that's the easy thing to do um but instead we should move to the posture of our savior and offer forgiveness for those that may have done irreparable damage to the church and uh, Mm -hmm. the Christian witness. But I believe that Jesus and his kingdom and his gospel is bigger than what any of them could ever do. Mm -hmm. So I should be moved to forgive instead of holding a grudge, instead of being angry at them because that's what Jesus would do. And as a Christ follower, I should always try to do what Jesus would do. You know, there's a, a segment of, our population, the Christian nationalists that seek after power that is the way of Babylon and would look at people like me that wants to offer forgiveness to them and say, well, that's weakness. But that weakness is the very power that exists in Jesus' kingdom. And it's that power that that is truly power. It's power that leads to life. It's, it's foolishness to, to the world, to those living under the spell of Babylon and following after Babylon's ways and Babylon's gods. But to those sold out to King Jesus, it, it is true power. It looks like weakness to everybody else. It looks like foolishness, but it's a way that leads to life yeah. and life in Jesus' kingdom. So I'd invite you, if you've got anger towards the people that rioted at the Capitol, that invaded that were waving the Christian flag, that were erecting a cross, to offer forgiveness, to let your anger move you to a different place, to move you to the, the 
position of our savior, of a position of humility, of, of recognizing that I'm not right. And that perhaps I at one time held those same views and offer forgiveness. Yeah, that's good. That's the only way that we can move forward. Yeah. It's that's, not by, it's not by being angry because that's, that's what leads to more of this. Yeah, so exactly. For, you, we just get in into that deeper um, and erect more walls when we're angry, like, okay, well then we're, we're just done. Um, and the ultimate, the ultimate goal, um, is it's reconciliation. It's new life. It's like, you know, with, with us and our personal lives, like Jesus didn't want to leave us where we were. And so it's like, Hey, I'm, I'm offering you forgiveness so that there will be growth and, and, and you can hear me and you can follow me. Mm-hmm. But the minute we decide to say, nope, nope, no forgiveness and no posture of like, like come along on a journey, then any, any hope of somebody changing is, is gone. It's right. Like, that's what we, we got to ask that question. Do we want, do we want people to change? Like, do we want people to truly follow Jesus or do we just want to be right? Mm-hmm. Like that's the one, like that's what I struggle with sometimes, you know, when you get angry, it's like, Oh, I want to be angry. And there is a, a justification sometimes of like, that was wrong. But where do you go from, from right. there? Um, and I think it's important to draw that distinction because, you know, someone might be hearing this and thinking, well, how would forgiveness you just act like it never happened? Like, no, no, no. There's a difference between forgiveness and like pretending something didn't happen. Like you can still say, that was wrong and changes need to be made, but then not hold that thing. Right. And there's a, I mean, there's a Christian thing that you hear all the time and it's actually, I think comes more from pop culture than it does from Christianity, you know, forgive and forget as far as the East is from the West, you know, oh, Christians yeah, yeah. say pulling a, a <laughs> Psalm out of its pulling context. It out of context. God doesn't um, forget. God okay. doesn't forget. But yet at, when Jesus rises and has his resurrection body he still has his scars he still has a wound in his side jesus didn't just somehow suddenly forget everything that had been done to him mm-hmm. rather jesus still had that memory and chose to forgive and to move on in spite of those things right yeah so forgiveness isn't forgetting it's right yeah forgiveness from like the christian perspective is like no you are guilty <laughs> you screwed up right but you don't stand condemned like you, you don't have to pay for that. Right. Um, and that's hard. That's hard for me. Like to not, to not want people to say, no, you have to pay for that. And not from a perspective of like, you know, we have like, you know, as people are maybe thinking about what happened in the Capitol and like law, if there were laws broken, well, yeah, you've got to pay like society's debt. If right. you got to go to jail, you got to go to jail. Um, but it's not a, we don't get to place in, um, unpayable debt on people right like that's right and what, that gets back to like uh, some of what we talked about before like with like that's the whole cancel yeah. cul- culture thing of like no there's a debt that you can never pay back it's like no and th- th- that's again like you said that's foolishness to the world to say that anybody no matter what they've done like anybody no matter what they've done could could like get right and i have to forget yeah you do yeah. <laughs> that's hard it's hard it is hard and you don't get there overnight. It's a process that takes time. Yeah, It's a process that takes time by spending time in God's word, by spending time with his spirit and allowing his spirit to, to change you and surrounding yourself with a community that mm-hmm. can also help in changing you as you all seek to become more like Christ. Or you yep. seek Christ-likeness or Christiformity. 
um, reading this morning uh, in my my morning reading as I'm reading through Genesis right now and also watched a, a Bible project video we keep plugging them I'm working through another Bible project year-long reading plan uh, where they have their video content tied into it I think you've done something similar did before. It, yeah, la- last year um, but the one video that I watched this morning and talking about the story of Genesis and the entire narrative of the Old Testament of the Bible is in spite of our decisions, in spite of our decisions that lead to death and destruction, that God continues to take those things and use them for good. Mm -hmm. That's what we see with the story of Joseph, Joseph being sold into slavery in Egypt. He tells his brother at the very end of the book that you meant this for evil, but God meant it for good. And so thinking about that in light of the events that happened in our, um, in our country last week and really over the last 50 years of how faith has been hijacked by a political movement and just the damage that that has done to the Christian witness. Yeah. I firmly believe that God can take this and somehow in some way use it for good. Yep. I don't know what that looks like. You know, we listen to, to podcasts from around the world and you hear from church leaders in Canada and in the UK and Australia of um, revival breaking out and like another great awakening happening yeah. and just God's spirit doing incredible things. Yeah. And it makes you wonder, like, are we on the cusp of that here? I hope so. And it is encouraging because like the places you listed, Australia, Canada, the UK, they're very, air quotes, secular cultures. You know what I mean? Like there's there's not that religiosity, that cultural Christianity baked into them. And I think that's almost a good thing mm-hmm. because then when the church does step up, it's so different. Right. Um, so I, I think that could be the, what is God going to do out of this? Like how can this be turned for good? I think we can move in that direction. Right. Like that the church, like the true church, would rise up and be like, people would see that as such a different, a different thing. And this cultural Christian, whatever would fall by the wayside. And there will be people, people that will lament that and say, Oh no, our culture is going to hell in a handbasket. But the church is rising up from the ashes, Mm -hmm. like a Phoenix, not like the coffee we drank this morning though, because we're out. So this takes yeah. us off topic, I but know. you said handbasket, and it reminded me of a meme that I saw the other day. Was it the Longenberger? Yes, it's Longenberger yes! headquarters, the former <laughs> Longenberger headquarters. I saw that, um, and I think it said like the the new location of the U.S. Congress or something. Uh, yeah, because about basket. Yeah, case. we're going. Yeah, it's a basket case, basket. or we're going to going someplace warm or something. So yeah, yeah, I just thought that was funny. You've never driven past the giant basket. Put that on your bucket list. Not really. <laughs> it's just a big building that's shaped like a basket. Like a long burger basket. Where's it at? It's like Zanesville-ish. Yeah, I think it's southeastern Ohio. Yeah. Or you could just Google, Google it. it and look at the image. Google. You could street Actually, view it. I think there was a video. Somebody like flew a drone through it recently. Because hmm. it's, it's not been used in a while. Yeah. Off topic. Yep. I think that's all we've got. I think that's all we got. We're ending on a basket. Work on forgiveness, um, reconciliation, and, and like let Jesus do work in your own heart. Send us your questions. Please 
please. Or at some point, we'll just have to be like, okay, we can't do any more podcasts because we got nothing to say. And um, yeah. Yeah, if you want to send us questions, if you're watching yeah, on t- YouTube. Paul, tell the people how to do that. If you're watching tell on YouTube, people. go ahead and leave us uh, a comment with your question right there. If you're listening on Spotify or iTunes, go ahead and email us at info at hopecommunityonline.org. Again, that's info at hopecommunityonline.org. Or you can find us on social media and DM us for those platforms as well. Yep. There's, there, there is a plethora of ways that you can get a hold of us. There is. So. All right. Thanks for listening, for bearing with us, and keep seeking to become more like Christ. Bye, everybody.